0: Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better this is pivot me. I'm super excited about our guest today. Selfishly. I love talking to Monica and I know you will as well. Um, Monica lead is the CEO and owner of simply space and author of the book titled the same simply space, clear the clutter and style your life. I believe you're calling in from the Los Angeles area. Is that about right?
1: That's where I'm at. Yep. That's where Perfect. I'm
0: at. Thank you so much for coming on today and sticking with us during our tech issues.
1: No worries. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, tell us about yourself, Monica. Tell us about what you do and and who you do it for.
1: Sure. So I own a professional organizing company. We're a service-based company here in Los Angeles. We also have um, a satellite operation in New York. And um, we help people clear the clutter and style their lives, (laughs) basically. We're a full-service professional organizing company. So the majority of our business up until this point has been in-home, uh, services. Um, and we work with high performers who want to clear both the physical and the emotional clutter to help them live the best life that they possibly can. And that's that's what we do. We're super passionate about it. I love what I do. And um, I can't wait to get back to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So that brings us to our next point, which is for, first, I got to just say, clear the uh, physical and emotional clutter. Wow, that's a powerful statement. I hadn't heard that before, and boy, is that true, huh?
1: Yeah, it's one of the things. I mean, I talk about this actually in my book. But um, one of the things that I've realized, even through through my own experience and sort of how what what brought me to this career was um, that process of catharsis that I went through, where um, I was feeling so overwhelmed by my life that I needed to clear clutter and all the things. And it was for me, it started out as the physical, Mm -hmm. but what I realized long term is it wasn't really even about the physical, it was about the internal. And so there's, there's definitely an emotional component. I see that with my clients all the time. Sometimes it starts with the physical. Sometimes it starts with the mental. So wherever you are in that process, but the, the, uh, the link is sort of unmistakable. And I know that more mm-hmm. than ever. Um, and actually, when I started this business, I had I actually can't, you know, you know this, we talked about this before, but I come from the film industry. So, I used to design film sets that were built around characters and their environments. And so, um, I learned a lot about what our homes and our environments say about us. And Mm -hmm. so, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that for myself. And then, um, and now I do it for a living. (laughs) I have a team of people here in LA.
0: Wow, so it's funny because I, I mentioned that I, um, after a trip you and I took to Charleston, it inspired me to podcast on the topic of essentially thinking about your life like a set design, like approaching it like a set designer. After you know, you and I talked through what you did, and then we were in this little boutique hotel in Charleston, and and I was saying, man, when I'm in this room, I feel so inspired, and I want to write a book, and I want to this, and I want to sit in this high back chair, and maybe I'll wear an ascot or smoke a cigar. I, I'm not sure, or a pipe probably. And you were saying, well, what? What you're experiencing is set design. This place is making you feel a certain way. And what was interesting to me is it, it was changing my behavior. Like how I was conducting myself in that room was changing. The things I thought I should do were changing. And then I thought, man, isn't this powerful in our own lives? Like how we have our house or how we have our own home office that can help dictate. I'm sure how, how you show up, how you experience life and, and how you conduct yourself, at least in that space.
1: Absolutely, I think that was a really profound uh, experience, and we had it together because we were sitting in this in southern room, and it was like a library. And we just both—I think both of us—left saying, "Don't we just want to stay here and and write and and yes. in verse?" And it, it, we were slower in our conversation. I think we ended up staying there, just being very, very present with ourselves and with each other for mm-hmm. a long time.
0: And Way past the staff wanted us to be there. Wait, we, we closed <laughs> the place down. Yeah, we did. And, and
1: we Way, even at the hotel i was staying at in that main room that we started in and there was mm-hmm. just like, so it was interesting to how that where that conversation led because it 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 is true and for me in coming from the film industry so much of that comes right off of the page right the story is there it's explicit um as opposed to being implicit, it's in the script, you know, you know, you're, you're reading what these characters environments look like, and then you're just enhancing it and you're creating it. And I think what's really interesting is that our lives are also very much like that. We just don't tend to see it that way. Right. Our Mm environments are, to some degree, a mirror of who we are and what we are, what we do every day and the kinds of things that we care about. And many people don't want to, Admit that because maybe they are dealing with clutter or there's things that are out of their control. But I think there's also a huge opportunity in that, which is to say, you know, use your environment to tell the story that you want to create. And particularly mm-hmm. because we work with a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, high performers who maybe don't have the t- have a vision for what that story is or what that environment could be. But they don't have the implication, know how or they don't know how to get it there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why I wrote the book, and it's what I try to teach people is how to set up their home environment, which is really interesting because especially now, people are realizing all the ways in which their home environments are not supporting them to live the life that they want to be living. They're not writing the novels; they're buried in water, or they're you know trying to be productive, and they're like, all I can see is mess and overwhelm. Um yeah. so it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting way, and I, I liked that you, as an outsider, could recognize that. Because it even helped me articulate some of what I do, yeah. The influence of the background that I have,
0: you know, there. Gosh, there's so many questions I want to ask you about that, Monica. That was amazing. Um, one of them is that I just want to go back to when you're saying about, you know, the out our outside, like our environment, is often a reflection of some of the things that are going on on the inside, and whether that that can be a little bit of a, a painful truth tea for some some yeah. people to drink. Um, but one, yeah. what was interesting is. People often think they have to fix the inside before they fix the outside. And what I'm hearing is it can actually be the reverse. Like you can go in. Is that fair to say? Like you could go in and, and change your environment and give you more clarity on the inside just because you've completely changed your the environment that you're in.
1: Yeah, I would say it's kind of like a quick fix. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to believe, we all want to believe that we're just going to have this incredible internal change that's going to inspire us to, you know, rethink every aspect of our lives. It doesn't always happen first in the home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You start to change maybe your career. You you just don't, people don't often gravitate towards the first thing being changing the home. It's Mm -hmm. usually something that's reflected way later in that emotional process. So I try to get people to think about, you know, the process of decluttering, letting go, because it is actually incredibly cathartic. So that in itself can be a trigger for helping you heal emotionally. And part of my story is that I did that for myself after a bad car accident, where I was actually, ironically, in a situation much like what we're experiencing right now, where I couldn't work. Um, I was forced to be home. And I just had all of these glaring reminders of all the things that weren't working for me. It was just overwhelmed everywhere. Everywhere I looked, overwhelmed, overwhelmed, stressed out. And so I, in my process, started by the things, addressing the things that I knew I could control. And even though I couldn't control and I wasn't even particularly ready to deal with some of the internal things or the major life choices that I had to make. So I just started with the the clearing of the clutter. And I, I, that's why I see a lot of this work that we do is symbolic. Um, and also it's a trigger for helping you understand how capable you actually are, you know, and it's not like you have to clean out your entire house or whatever. It's just sometimes just cleaning out one space or one drawer or, or one area and giving yourself that gift of the levity that you feel when you do that. Mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. And wow. so I, I, I encourage people to do that because it's like especially when right like right now when everything feels so completely out of control and uncertain. Um there are certain things that you can control. And and I do think that there is something um powerful in the act of that catharsis that happens when you start to put things that are chaotic into order. And a good way to do that is in the home.
0: Yeah. That's, a, wow, that is so relevant to, um yeah, to the time that we're in right now. And well, it's such a fascinating story to understand how, like, kind of your personal trajectory of, you know, being in the film industry and then the car accident. And, and was it the... Was the car accident the catalyst for the the um the change into this career? Or was it there was the car accident and then I realized all the outer clutter and how I wanted to address it? And then going through that process, you thought I would actually like to do this for a living. Like I want to build a whole business around this.
1: That's pretty much how it happened. I didn't know, I didn't have the self-awareness at the time to know what was going on. I was addicted to work. I was addicted to the hustle and I worked 17-hour days. I was the starving artist. I was like, I was the live. Die, bleed by how hard you can work. And I worked in, in the film industry is sort of like that. That's like a value system, you know, mm-hmm. and I, my husband still works in it in a different capacity. He's a film producer, but um, in production, which is what I was doing, mm-hmm. the value system was how hard can you work? How quickly can you work? And how much can you bleed for it? And that's, that was how I built my ego around like that. And that's how I define myself. Unfortunately, it wasn't sustainable. I never saw women do, I never saw women in that field with the lifestyle that I wanted to have. Mm. Many of them didn't have children, many of them didn't have families. They were um, burning the midnight oil at midnight alone just to go home to their dogs and then maybe tomorrow be shipped off to Canada for nine months. Like it wasn't a sustainable lifestyle. And I knew that, and I knew that that's what I was entering into. And in addition to some personal stresses that I was going into, going through at the time, I my life was just chaotic. It was complete chaos. And, and, and I, I had a really bad, I actually ended up cutting my finger off, which is a crazy story on a table saw. I just, there was little, there were signs from the universe that I wasn't listening to. Like, this is not healthy. This is not sustainable. This is not a lifestyle that you should be living, but mm-hmm. I was so addicted to it. And my ego is so involved in it that I didn't have the, um, I didn't have the awareness at the time to be able to say this is something that I can change. I was just mm. in it. And so from my point of view, the car accident that happened, you know, it was a drunk driver. Like I almost died. My husband had to say it's a very, like the notebook story. I won't get into all of it right now. Um,
0: <laughs> wow.
1: We came out of it and we survived, but the, the downside of it was I was forced to be at home for an extended period of time. My husband was in a wheelchair for six months. Like it was a very intense time where I, I was forced kind of like we are being what's happening now to Mm -hmm. get real and get real with myself. And it started for me with this process of like everywhere I looked, I just saw chaos. Why I was working 17 hour days. I wasn't addressing things. My, my house was a mess. My, my life was a mess. I, my, I was disconnected from my relationships. Everything was just in turmoil and so it wasn't surprise, it was surprising for me cosmically that the accident happened because much like I think many people are realizing right now, um, we all kind of needed to go to our rooms and take a break and <laughs> reassess, right? And so that had happened yeah. to me before. And and in that, um, I started to just get extreme clarity, kind of like I'm. it's happening right now for me, actually, again, which is very interesting. Um extreme clarity over what I, what I need and what's essential. Mm-hmm. And I, I started that process by just purging, <laughs> clearing anything that wasn't working all the clutter relationships. And ultimately it was the job, you know, cause I realized that in that quiet time, I think the ha- thing that happens, and again, people are experiencing this right now, is that when you go from a mile a minute, you don't have time to process. You, you're not thinking through things. Um, if they're in alignment with what you want to do and who you actually are and what your real vision for your life is, mm-hmm. you don't have that time. And so, people are ex- mm-hmm. what I experienced after the car accident was the time to get that clarity and the slowing down to um, make choices that really were in alignment with who I wanted to be. And so, that's how mm-hmm. I, I started doing it for myself. And then I had been doing kind of organizing in between film jobs um, for other people. And I knew that there was. I knew that it was something that really helped them because most people it's it's I'm selling them time. Most people just don't have time. Mm. Um, and, and so it just evolved from there. And then, you know, fast forward, it's been eight years since then. And, and now I've been able to build a thriving business around helping people to, you know, experience what I experienced. And I've, 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 it, the reason it's so powerful is I know it works. I've, like from me, I don't think I ever would have written a book. I don't think I ever would have started a business. I don't think I ever would have seen my clients write books and have babies and sometimes get divorced and do all the things that I feel like they needed to do for themselves because they're so bogged down by, I don't have enough time. I'm so overwhelmed. There's clutter everywhere. How do I get out of this? And most people just don't take that time to to get out of that mental space. It's yeah. a long answer to <laughs> you know
0: there was no, it was great. There's so many, uh, again, I'm I'm faced with them like, Oh gosh, there's so many directions I could take this. I'm curious about, and we haven't even got into the, the mechanics of the business yet. But, um, the thing that you were just mentioning about, um, you know, that you see people have babies and get divorced and all these things that you were saying that, that, that was on the horizon for them, but they were able to make decisions after this. So man, it sounds like it is such a cathartic experience, both what you went through, but that you're, you're creating this for other people too like uh, it just seems it's so much more than organizing you know it's way 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 more than organizing. I mean it's like you're giving people back their life or or even just hitting a big reset button which um, yeah is is amazing the the, the other thing I want to ask you about though is that you've made the analogy between what happened after the car accident and what's happening now you know, that, that must be tough because I wonder if in some ways, just for you personally, if it feels like you're going through that same experience again.
1: Yes. Except I have the point of view of knowing that like my life completely changed after that accident. I was in the darkest place. I mean, we got hit by a drunk driver that didn't have car insurance. You know, I Mm -hmm. was just out of graduate school. Like we were not financially stable at that time. Like it was the worst possible time. It was such a, if I looked at it, I actually did an Instagram post about this like a couple months ago um, around my anniversary because it had been eight years since all of this had happened. And I was just acknowledging, like, wow, had that never happened, would I be here? It was a it was the month of October. And in that month, my husband had a TV show come out. Um, my book came out. Um, I remember all that of these month. <laughs> things had happened. And I was like, this is eight years after, in the same month, the darkest place I had ever been in. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't see it at the moment as being what I knew it could have been. I allowed myself to feel the sadness and the downtime and I healed and all of that. But I think because I'm deeply an optimist at heart, like I, even though the situations were so terrible and we didn't know how we were going to ever dig out, I I have the perspective going through it now that it is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what I hope for other people too, is that they realize that, you know, Truly in these times that are so uncertain, that's when we can get our most creative. Mm. We have the time to think and assess, which is actually a gift to think about what could be possible. And um, I just hope that other people can start to maybe even hear that story and and realize that even though it seems very dire right now, Mm -hmm. beautiful things can come from it. Because for me, I can't even imagine what my life would be. I'd probably still be on that stress train, <laughs> you know what I mean, if that if that hadn't happened, if I hadn't had that time to really make change. So I don't feel, mm. I don't, I mean, look, my situation hasn't changed. I mean, you probably want to ask me about that too. Like, this is hard. My I lost 95% of my business overnight. Mm. My husband and I were in Hawaii, like, enjoying a vacation because he had been gone for nine months. Um, he's working on a film in Pittsburgh and you know, we decided we're going to have this great vacation. Here we are and we're in Hawaii. And so everything's great. You know, it's been hard cause he's been away. And then the world just kind of fell on our lap and things just have been this sort of roller coaster snowball. Of just, you're losing this, you're losing that. The team is this, we can't work. I mean, it's been, it's on paper. It's a disaster. Right. <laughs> but um, like I said, I feel like I keep telling people we've been through hard things before. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? We're survivors and like we, this is a challenge. Life is a journey and this is what we're made to do. We're strong, incredible humans with incredible capacity. And I just happen to have the perspective of having gone through something really hard before. And that's not even the least of it. I've been through even harder things than that, that I'm not going to get into right now, but uh, going through that makes it a lot easier to address even the most scary situation. I mean, this is one of the most scary situations I've ever been in also. And my business is affected. Um, but I have that point of view of knowing that there's something on the other side.
0: Sure. Sure. It reminds me of the um, the saying, the strongest steel goes through the hottest flame. Um, and it's hard when you're in the moment it, when you're being hit by that flame, but it does really strengthen our steel. It does make it those hardships as, as tough as they are to walk through those, those Mm. storms, they're, they're tough to walk through, but they're also um, the thing that gives us the strength to walk through the future storms, you know, and it sounds like you're drawing so much on the strength of, of those hard moments that you've already gone through the, that version of Monica that got through those other tough things is who you brought to the table today. Like, no, no, I know this woman and she's really good at getting through tough things and so okay. she's going to be really good at getting through this one too.
1: Sure. And it doesn't mean I don't cry five times a day. I'm human. I'm emotional. Like I, it's, it's crazy. I mean, everything that's happening is very, it's still hard, but it doesn't mean I'm defeated or that I haven't been able to, by the way, pivot me is the best. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm like, I was like, when she, wow, she really picked the right name. Oh my God. God I know.
0: Oh my God, my trademark attorney is so excited that I went through the trademarking process. She's like, it's so good. I'm so glad we own this. It's so dead on.
1: (laughs) Totally, totally. I mean, it's so apropos. So, you know, the point is, it's like we just pivot now. You know, you experience what it is. It's like grief, you grieve what you had. But I think it's, you know, people always say, like, you can't, even in business, like, you can't get stuck with your business being one thing. I love what I do. I love connecting with people. I love having my team. I love being out in the field. I miss everybody. But I have to sort of start over in terms of what I thought that business was, because I don't know how it's I don't know if it's ever going to go back to being the same. And I've had to literally pivot to think about how can I redefine this um, so that the vision is still the same because the vision doesn't change.
0: Sure, just just, yeah, it's we were talking about this on one of the earlier um pivot me lives where it was just a matter of where we're headed can be the same destination, but all the milestones in between look different, like how the how has changed but but the the what can remain the same. One thing I want to point out is i I loved and th- thank you so much for for sharing and also just being open and vulnerable on these calls because it is hard and it is a struggle, and I wanted it to be an honest chat and because we were just, I was on a call this morning with one of my masterminds, and, and someone was saying it's tough because when you see people navigating really well, you think, oh my gosh, is it just me that's struggling? And I'm like, oh no, no, it's not just you. And so it's so good for us to show up and go, yeah, this is tough. I, I'm going to do my best. But sometimes it's sometimes we're stumbling through the day and sometimes we're sailing through the day, and that can change every 60 seconds. Like, I got this. I'm amazing. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't have this anymore. So I appreciate um, your honesty. But one thing I want to point out is um, it, when you look at business owners, you look at entrepreneurs, you, you look at sort of their trajectory or their, their lifeline. Very often, their big success what preceded that just a little bit was some major pitfall, some, an an accident, um, uh, you know, a near death experience, maybe a loss of someone. I mean, it's amazing how, um, there's a business group that I'm a part of and we do these lifelines for our businesses and we track the highs and lows and they're so predictable. And so I want, I want to highlight that, that often out of sort of the ashes really does rise something very beautiful. If, if we do it, if we keep turning our eye towards the opportunity, not towards the door that's closed, because if we, if we, you know, if we're dropped to our knees and we stare longingly at that door that closed, we, we can waste our time. I mean, we, we have to grieve and we have to process this, but if you look at the businesses who've done really well, or the people that have pivoted and had these you know, really, you know, fulfilling careers and fulfilling lives, oftentimes right before that, that big bang was some, some devastating thing. Mm -hmm. And so we're just there. We're at the low. Like if we're looking at our time low, we might be at our low point, but after this could be something amazing. And I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that this has been the case in, in your life as well. So for those that maybe haven't hit those low points and they're in one right now, Just know that something really amazing can come right after this.
1: And I think that's the sort of amazing part of the human experience and the journey that we have here. If people can understand that perspective, even if they haven't experienced it, just to know it and to see it and hear the stories of how that's happened. Mm This has happened over and over and over again. I'm actually doing this Rise Up Challenge um, I think I invited you to it on Facebook, but it's all these stories and everybody, all these people, it's like some of the great spiritual leaders and, and um, professional business leaders and motivational speakers. And every single one of them has that story. It's like, I fell and I got up. I mm-hmm. had this horrible thing happened. And from that I learned this. And so if we can just re- keep remembering that that's what we're all being challenged to do. And like, also we're not alone. Like everybody's dealing with mm-hmm. it. There's mm-hmm. something that I actually I heard Rachel Hollis talking yesterday. It was really interesting because she was talking to, um, I think his name is Donald Miller from StoryBrand, and they were talking about about how, you know, they tend to not, uh, not share in time their experiences, Mm -hmm. um, and like how much in as leaders, should we share the vulnerable times. And when you're in the process and you don't have an answer and I was, I thought it was really interesting. And generally they were saying, you know, we don't do that a lot, but I think the thing about right now is that there is some camaraderie and like everybody's going through the show together. You know what I mean? Like we're all dealing with it in time. We don't have all the answers, but the one thing we do have and the one thing we can share is that there is possibility for so much good to come out on the other side and more good, probably exponentially. I mean, for me, when I think about what I've done since that really, really dark time in my life, I don't know that I would have ever done any of that, you know, written a book, Mm -hmm. built a business, built a team, become a leader, become a speaker. Like, I don't know that I would have ever done any of that Mm -hmm. had I not fallen that low.
0: Yeah. Are you struggling to stay focused still need to get things checked off that to-do list, but finding it harder than ever. Be productive, be effective, and perform at your best. Even though the world has changed, this is still a great time to get work done. In my new digital course, Multiply Me, I'm going to show you how to be laser focused and wildly effective. You will learn how to get three times as much done, but in less hours a day even now you can literally multiply your output you can master a productivity tool today that will give you a high performance advantage in any season leverage this window to take back your time so you can enjoy the life you've earned join us at pivot-me.com and be notified as soon as multiply me launches Now I've got to go listen to this Rachel Hollis and Donald Miller because I like them both. So, um, and that's something that is a struggle as a leader is how much do you share? Um, How much do you share about your own struggle? Um, How much do you do you show behind the scenes because you want to lead people through it? You lead your team and your family and your you know many people in the community as well through this, Um, but we don't want to highlight the struggle too much because we want to give people hope and courage and we got this, keep going ahead. But then you also want to be relatable and you also want people to understand it's okay. If you're, if you're struggling, um, I think that's it's now I've got to go listen to it, Monica. That sounds amazing. So let's, let's talk about, um, your business right now. So your business entails you and your team going into people's houses. And obviously that, that, that can't happen right now. So, is it? Is any of your team still working? Are they working remotely? Is there work to do remotely in your business, or has any everything just kind of halted for a bit?
1: It's interesting. I mean, I would say we've lost maybe not ninety percent, ninety five percent, maybe about seventy percent of our business, just because so much of that is in homes and in you know people. We we have to we have a stay home order, and so we're not essential workers. We do have some essential jobs um, moving is considered an essential job right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, that's a challenge as well, because, you know, deciding to send a team out in the middle of a pandemic, Mm -hmm. even if it is an essential service, it's considered an essential service. How, how safe is that really? You know, so there's, there's a lot going on with us and like making those decisions. Um, Mm -hmm. but the majority of the business is not, is on hold. Um, and so we, and, 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 you know, it was like, well, it's going to be two weeks. We can handle that two weeks, three weeks. Okay, fine. Now it's a month. Well, how long is it really? And then what does it look like on the other side? We're still like, we are figuring that out in time. You know, we don't mm-hmm. have answers to that. And so as a business owner and someone who's responsible to salaries and, um, you know, people's livelihood, I've had to really, really just accept it mm-hmm. and pivot in the ways that I can. Um, so yes, we're doing some virtual services, but not not so much for our, our clientele is not the do-it-yourself clientele. So they're not sure. like I'm not gonna be coaching them through doing it themselves. We're yeah. gonna let it pile up and <laughs> we'll come back. It just it's the way that my our clients tend to be. On the other hand, you know, I did write a book and so I'm I'm starting to create some like courses and and um classes and things for people who maybe do wanna learn because that's the whole that was the whole intention of the book that I wrote is to teach people how to do it themselves and um, and to, sure. to learn the process, how to think like a professional organizer, because that's the one mm-hmm. thing I can't share. Um, but as far as the, you know, actual services that's evaporated, that's just, and that's one of the things that right now, again, it's like, I see it as an opportunity, even though it is very, very hard, uh, to like, never put myself in the situation again, where we rely so heavily only on the service-based business, because mm. it could go back, could be, you know, something, um. Even worse, we don't know that this is not going to happen again. So, I, I'm sure. trying right now to focus my energy on the other ways that we can um, utilize our client base, our mm-hmm. followers. We have a pretty decent platform. So, we have that. We just don't, we haven't up until now had an offering sure. for for those besides the book. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited actually to have this time to think about the ways that I can increase my revenue streams and diversify. Um, and then I'm also like, we're building my personal brand. So, but as far as the business goes, services are, you know, there's, I have friends who are like, yeah, I just moved my laptop home and we're good. We just keep plugging away. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really work that way when you have a space. <laughs> yeah.
0: Space. I was thinking if you, what, what ends up emerging from this is two different you know, to use kind of marketing terminology, two different avatars or demographics that you work with. Like there's the clients that are done for you that we come in and we handle everything, which sounds Mm -hmm. like historically has been, and you and I've talked a little bit about the clients that you have. Mm they are definitely people that you come in and you're handling things and and you're going in and you're, you're giving them this, this amazing um, setup that, that either you can continue to maintain or they can then take over and maintain, but Mm -hmm. it's all done for you. But Mm -hmm. it sounds like what might be emerging is a separate set of clients clientele that is focused on, okay, well, what of this can I do myself? And to your point of the book, hey, let me teach you to think like a professional organizer. So is that something that might really come out of this of, okay, now we have two separate demographics and we talk to them differently and we build products and maybe this is strictly services only, but this one over here might be products and services.
1: That's exactly what we're doing. And actually I am I have now a tertiary sort of avatar, which is other professional organizers, because I've been, mm. since I've written the book, and I I have, um, I for years, they've been asking me, how did you get started? How are you getting clients? Like, how are you, I've, I've never had an offering for that base. And I have a ton of followers. I actually did a speaking engagement at a organizers conference. And that's a huge part of the people that follow and, 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 inquired So I've actually been building something out for them as well. So now I'm able to speak to, and that's sort of the gift that's come out of this. Is my whole business has been so primarily focused on building out our team and serving the client base and the one-on-one, but now um, just through this pivoting <laughs> that we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, we're creating. We're actually uh, creating. We're getting into the knowledge business. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually doing Tony Robbins, KBB knowledge broker blueprint which is really yeah. awesome I love it it's so good yeah. and it's really helping me to because I do feel like the, the knowledge business is the future and mm-hmm. um, when you have a set of knowledge or skills that you can share with a wider audience mm-hmm. the one-on-one is great but it's not reaching mm-hmm. and so there's a huge opportunity for me to now step into that and teach, and it's not something I ever thought I would be doing, but now i'm I'm doing it, and I'm excited about it so I've been been kind of directing my efforts to uh, the professional organizing community who again they've they've reached out to me a lot and asked mm-hmm. do I do I have you know courses and up until now I've been able to say I've had to say no, and now I'm able to say, well yes, I'm working on it <laughs> so yeah. that's been, it's been a huge gift and then um, yes the, there's definitely the sort of uh, the followers of the book who want to learn, they want it. they're at home. And I mean, ironically, the coronavirus is kind of the great equalizer because even my clients are home with, so they may even they may even take advantage of that as well because they they're like even if they want to do it, they can't. You know, they don't have the maybe the yeah. help that they're used to. So sure. Um, so yeah, I've got those things, and then I'm also um, one of the cool things that we've been able to do just in terms of pivoting has been. Um, I, we were going to be launching our first product in the fall and we're able to launch it now, even though it's not the full collection, um, -hmm. and some archival boxes, uh, for photo storage and they don't exist anywhere else in the world. And so we were, we weren't going to be launching it until the fall, but I'm, people are home now. So I'm trying to take advantage of that. Sure. Uh, People never want to do a home organizing project ever again.
0: (laughs) 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 So (laughs) <laughs> A lot of people are turning to that. They're like, Well, now's the time I should probably do this. so yeah, there there's definitely an opportunity there, yeah, yeah, wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's great that you're launching it early and and when we get information on that, we'll be sure to share it both in Facebook and then on our page. so when we're when we're wrapped up, we drop it on um and we'll put the links in there, but pivot me.com slash backslash interviews. And we'll be sure to put all the links in there because man, that seems timely. I mean, it seems relevant and, and you're addressing a need that's very, that's very real. It's um, interesting. I've heard this phrase where both in business and personal, where uh, it, it's kind of a joke, but essentially what do you have that's toilet paper to someone else? and that is that only makes sense in this time but you've got skills you've got abilities and whether that's teaching someone on on personal organizing or teaching someone how you built a business you built a very successful business and um, it's been going on for a while but you you built a successful business in a relatively short amount of time there are things that that we know that people are trying to find solutions for too and so sometimes our business won't look in that traditional way but But again, this is the time to pivot. So what do you have that other people really are trying to figure out how to do? And then to your point, maybe it's, it's knowledge, the knowledge business. We're fans too. In fact, we're, um, similar situation. We have a digital course on time management and productivity. We had delayed the launch because of what was going on. Um, and that was my call. And, and, and here's the thing. I made the wrong call Thank Thank God my team came back to me and said, April, this is not the time to delay the launch. Like this is people want knowledge right now people want to to take this time and i mean their distractions are many but people want to take this time to be better and if they can make use of this time or learn a new skill we, we need to make that so we we ended up delaying it so we could add a bonus module on responding to distraction and productivity in this season in your life, because that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely something people are battling. But I love that you're leaning more into, um, into the information space, into the knowledge space, because that's something, uh, you can do right now. And it definitely diversifies your offering because a lot of people are finding, Oh, wait, I, I just had one thing. And that one thing worked for us, right? But then there's this whole eggs, one basket. Who knew a pandemic was coming? And then suddenly everyone's scratching their head going, okay, well, how do I diversify now? I need to diversify right this second. Um, Mm -hmm. So kudos to you for immediately looking for, okay, well, this door has shut. Where's where's my window? And I would imagine that's true to some extent for, uh, I guess I should say, It would seem that your house has been hit pretty hard because I know that your husband's on site a lot for filming and that has to have, that's got to be a change for him as well too.
1: You mean dealing with my husband's campsite? Yes. (laughs) Um. Well, cause I got a little bit used to having things nice and tidy and organized the way that I like it. And then it's been like, Whoa, it's intense. I mean, we're, I can't complain. We don't, you know, we're, we're actually trying for kids. We don't have kids yet. Um, mostly that's just because our lifestyle has been, you know, I was working in production for so long and then he actually took a job in production. So we, it's, it's, hasn't been the most conducive. And then I had my book baby last year. So right now we're trying to focus. I mean, the plus side is, is that we do have that time. We can work on family planning and things in a way that that's like yeah. another huge bonus that we just didn't have. And we couldn't ever find the room in our lives to make that happen. But the reason I left my former career and started this business business was so that we could start a family. And so we're working on that right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I also have my mom living with me right now. She's been staying with us for a while because while he was away, she was really helping me with my business. And so there's a lot of different personalities and dynamics and she's a sprider router that I have, a, I have a framework in my book that I I kind of, like, each person is sort of a, a color. Like, I'm a gold. I like things, like, very meticulous and a home for everything. A silver is kind of like the, you know, neat piles person. And then, like, a, a bronze is the spreader outer, right? Like, they just don't need it. Like, I, my husband can step over a pile. It doesn't bother him. I wish I was like that. I am not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both bronzes. So it's like, I, I am constantly trying to resystematize because we I feel like we had a lot of systems, but mm. those systems, you know, kind of broke down when our lives changed, you know? So we're having to rewrite all the internal systems. I bought a robotic vacuum because I'm like, I just can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, that's one thing I can take off my plate. So I've had to really think about the ways that I can, um, just reset so that i am not lost in this situation you know mm-hmm. and I my heart goes out to parents too because i know how hard it is um because there's so many uncontrollable variables for working mm-hmm. at home or you know dealing with all the additional stresses on top of everything else so but for me i mean it, i think it's really interesting that what you were talking about with productivity because for me there's a lot of different conversations about productivity right now i don't know if you've noticed that like should you be productive should you just rest like how productive mm-hmm. should you be and i I, f- I feel like of course rest is important but i also think it's so important to have you know a space of your own where you can go and be productive mm-hmm. because someone said yesterday like action is the an- anecdote and for me that is absolutely true mm-hmm. it's like When there's so many things we can't control Sitting around and watching Netflix all day is sure lovely, but it's not going to move the needle, and it's not going to get us out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Not, mm-hmm. on, not only on a personal level, but on a global level. So, um, so productivity and finding ways to set up your home and and systems, even given this new, totally new situation, we have mm-hmm. to find ways to still move the needle, even though. It feels like chaos, I and mean, because we right now is not the time to implode.
0: Sure, and it's you're a hundred percent. I could I couldn't agree with you more, Monica. And it's it's interesting. I had a friend share something yesterday that was, it was an article, and it it was very well written, and it had some valid points in it. But essentially, it was saying, okay, motivational people, shut up. You know, stop talking about motivation and all the things you could be doing right now. And I read the article, and I was like, okay, I see your point, and I was like. I'm not going to take your advice, but I see your point. She has some really funny lines in there, but essentially she's like, I'm just surviving. No, I'm not going to lose, learn a new skill. No, I'm not going to this. No, I'm not. I'm I'm pretty much sitting on my couch watching Netflix and just trying to get through the day. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you do you, if that's, if that's, if that's that's your, um, um, if that's your pandemic avatar, that's cool. Like that's, if that's the character you're playing in, in the pandemic, That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and but there are other people that want to handle it differently. I I don't know that there's a right way, but what I do know is that um fulfillment is found in progress. Mm
1: -hmm. And if
0: we don't feel like we're progressing towards anything, if we feel like we're just on pause waiting to exhale, we're gonna have a hard time being happy right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna wait that long to be happy. I don't wanna wait that long to feel fulfillment. Or, or progress, or that something's moving ahead. Not to say that I'm not gonna stumble, not to say that I'm going to have those rough days where I'm just like, forget it, it's margaritas at 4 p.m. I've had a couple of those days. Um, but we don't know how long this is gonna take. And I want to do, I I I want to enjoy this time. I want to progress during this time, not in all things, but in, but in some things. And so I think that's, that's really important to remember is we've got to progress in some ways. we got to give ourselves some space and some grace to navigate this because it's a whole new world. And if, if you just need to get in bed and pull the covers over your head, you do that. Um, but then, then get back up then 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 try your best to to do again like it's okay that you fall down but let's stand back up again and let's let's look at it from a new perspective uh because we are we are leading others we are influencing others and whether that's your you know you're influencing your spouse or your kids or your community or what's what's cool is that a lot of times monica we talk about leadership in this in this podcast um and how we're leading during this time. And one of the things that I just heard is, is you were leading a team. You, you built a team. You built this business. You were leading your business. You were leading your team. You were also leading your clients. But now it sounds like the leadership gap that you're about to fill is leading other professional organizers. And it's kind of interesting to see how, like how we're being called forth to lead. And some people are leading their communities, even in, in small ways or big ways. I went to a friend's house yesterday and she had this giant sign made. She designed a giant sign. I don't even know how she got it printed and it's hanging above her garage. And I'm going to paraphrase here, but it's very like springtime, bright spring colors. And like, there's like a. I don't know, a bird flying over. It's very sweet. Looks like, you know, kind of like kids and playful. And it says, okay, you know, remember there's a rainbow after every storm. Neighbors, we're going to get through this. Stay strong. And it was just this sweet positive sign. I loved it when I saw it. I'm like, "Oh my god, this was such a great idea." But this was a way for her to kind of lead her neighbors through this as a constant mm-hmm. reminder. You can't help but see it every time you drive on that street. Just um, hey, we're going to get through this. Like, stay strong. Stay you know, stay focused on this eventually comes to an end. And so I love the amazing ways, both you and just the other people are stepping up and leading during this time. That's a real gift. That's a real gift I've seen come out of this time is, is people there will in times like this, there will people that will stand down and there's people that'll, that'll stand up. And it's really awesome to watch the people that, that, that step up in this time.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I am looking to leaders like that's been the what when you feel confused, even myself, I'm like, I want to look and see what other people have to say. I'm mm-hmm. really leaning into other people's inspiration and their stories and, and finding solace in, in that because I don't want to just flounder. You know, I want to keep mm-hmm. going. I want to, like you said, I call it, uh, I think I said, um, it's like I'll take the slow and steady train. Like I don't need to. I have my morning routine and my nightly routine. And some days I get to it, and some days I don't. It's like all with grace. Mm-hmm. But I want to keep moving. I want to. I had my couple weeks of riding the roller coaster and crying and being upset, and I still get emotional. There's, there's a real feelings. But um, for me, it's slow and steady. You know, yeah. it's progress, like you said. I think that's really important because I. Uh, similarly, I heard someone say yesterday that pro- uh, some productivity was a luxury and it kind of rubs me the wrong way because mm. I was like, you know what? Like, and it was coming from a person who has, you know, a very successful business. And she was saying, you know, like you should slow down and take this time. And I'm like, that is great. But for not for myself and for many people, productivity is not a luxury. We need to keep our businesses afloat. Mm-hmm. We need to keep, going. Oh,
0: there's I people that depend down. on us.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like, I cannot just not, I can't just stop. I have to keep going. I can slow down. I can take the time that I need. I can take a nap and I'm at home. I can take a bath in the middle of the day if I need to, you know what I mean? But I I have to keep keep going and I have to really put one foot in front of the other. I think the one difference is that I'm remembering, which is a trigger to the time that I was home before, which is it's okay to do it slower. You know, you don't, Mm -hmm. I think the tendency is to just go, go, go and have it fast. And I think the one perspective I have right now is to, is to do it slow and steady mm-hmm. and that feels really good that, that's that's reducing my anxiety um it's reducing the fear it's, it's celebrating small wins and getting those three things de- that i need to do done every day even if it's not mm-hmm. if i'm not changing the world in a day i'm just doing the things that i, I can do and mm-hmm. not procrastinating because i think the procrastination and the if you get too far into the the not working or the relaxing, mm-hmm. that can lead to lethargy, depression. And 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 I've seen that happen too. So it's a fine line. You know, sure. you really have to just kind of stay optimistic and stay productive. And like you said, progress.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of the line. Um, I don't know if it's originally his. So this might be a line that he quotes someone else. But when Rory Baden says, go as fast as you can, but as slow as you need to that's really applicable right now. Yeah.
1: I love. Yes. Yes. And it's for somebody who's so, you know, wise and, and, and is a productivity expert. Like that is, that is so insightful, right? Mm -hmm. As fast as you can, but as slow as you need to, like, it's okay to take a break. I think that's the thing. It's like, I always see these checklists of do this, do this, the morning routine and check this list. But nobody's ever saying like, but it's okay if you don't do it every day. The mm-hmm. point is to have the guideline that you work from. Most people don't yeah. have the map, right? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the ideal day look like for you? What does your morning routine and nightly routine look like? What helps sure. you on the best day? It doesn't mean that you're not going to wake up tomorrow and feel tired, or your kids are running in the house and you just have to deal with a sick child. It just means that you day you don't lay in bed all day again just because you did it yesterday
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's a, yeah, every day is like the reset button um I have a I have a right. client um that she always says I look at it as that every night I go to bed it sounds it sounds a little lofty but stick with me she said I look at it as every night I go to bed and I die and every morning I wake up I'm reborn and essentially she's saying I just hit this big reset button that it doesn't matter what happened yesterday all that matters is what happens today and and I want to talk about um habits and and resources that you're leveraging right now to to serve you. But real quick, I want to touch on the whole morning routine, huge fan of morning routines. Um, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, but one thing that I've said is in this time is apply the 80, 20 rule with your morning routine. Um, you should apply it in business and just about everything, but this is the time to bust out our friend Pareto, right? So let's use Pareto's principle, the 80, 20 rule of the say 10 things you typically do on your morning routine. Um, what's the, what's the 20% that are real needle movers because maybe you used to get up at 5.00 AM and maybe you used to go to orange theory and then you meditated and you did this and you that, and you did this elaborate morning routine. Well, that may not be happening right now, but look at the morning routine and say, what really matters most? What are the 20% that gets me 80% of the results? And I'll tell you one of the things that come out on a lot of these calls and calls that I have with my clients is. A lot of times it's journaling in the morning, um, and then something simple, like a walk in the morning, maybe it's a walk listening to a podcast or an audiobook. but it journaling comes up over and over again. And the other thing that's been a real um, important part for night routines was meditating at night. And it, and for those who don't meditate, don't think necessarily sitting on a pillow, you know, getting in the lotus position saying, oh, it can be a lot of different things. It can be guided meditation while you're laying in bed, listening to an app like Headspace or Insight Timer, but just a time to kind of clear your head and reset. But whatever that is for you, really look at what's the couple of things that I can do that are really going to matter most. Because if we try to do our usual morning routine, it just might be too much right now. But find the things that matter most and and do those. And and not only is it, you know, maybe it's 15 minutes of exercise, something simple. Not only is it doing things that are good for you, but it also gives us our control back. In a time where people are feeling largely powerless and just to be clear, we're not powerless, but it's easy to feel that way. It's easy to feel like right now we're getting whipped around by the tail. Just, all right, well, let's just see what, (laughs) let's just, let's just see what dumpster fire we're in today. We're not, but it can, it can feel that way. And there's a lot of information in either media or social media that's really can make us feel so powerless and having a morning routine, having something that you're consistently doing each day gives you back your power. It lets you take a lot of that back that you do have some control over what is in your day and the way that you're progressing. And you're not just waiting and seeing
1: so I absolutely agree with that and I love that because it's funny I started out the year and it was like I you know I started this in December I was like okay my, with my goals and my one of my major goals was to solidify my morning and nightly routine it's been something I've wanted to do like what is it like starting at 6 30 my friend should be in uh, her app like how she has it she even puts all the little steps from like taking her vitamins to the, I was like I love that give me I that do like, too. <laughs> me. and you know what I mean and so I did that too I created it for myself and it was like 10 minutes of meditation and then and then and I do my gratitudes and then my water with my lemon and my phyto- phytonutrients and all this. And I, I mean, it was just a little bit absurd. And I've probably only done the full routine morning and night, like maybe 10 times since the beginning of the year. And that says something too, because that was before the coronavirus, right? <laughs> so, I love all of that. And I think it's the ideal and maybe I'll get back to it. But I think really, it's like you said, it's like, what is the more realistic version of that? And so for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I drink my coffee in bed, I meditate for like 10 or 15 minutes because for me that I love to just like sit there and drink my coffee. It helps me. It's calms me. It just, it's, it's a, it, I love the smell of my town coffee. I just, it's a, it's a nice way for me to wake up. I'm not, maybe it's my paradigm, but I'm not typically a morning person. I'm much more of a night owl. That's where I get really energized and jazz. I've created my most amazing work at night. So mm-hmm. the mornings are a little slower for me. So I do that. And then I write, you know, one of the practices that we started, I think, probably together, or maybe you did it already, but was gratitudes. Mm-hmm. Because that that really grounds me in my day. I, I appreciate the feeling of, because I'm not a morning person, and sometimes I wake up with all those doom and gloom and the anxieties and the feelings of like, what's gonna go wrong with the day and it kind of hits me hard, I've realized that I need to wake up in the morning and it's, and immediately align myself with positivity. And the thing mm-hmm. about the gratitudes is that it immediately puts me into the feeling space of feeling good as opposed to the feeling space of feeling de- depressed or overwhelmed or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I'm immediately grounding myself and my day in a feeling of what I'm grateful for because each of the things that I'm writing down in my gratitude list is things that I'm actually grateful for. And the gratitudes are sort of related to also my goals. So I do a little goal setting exercise. And, um, you know, all that only takes 15, 20 minutes. Um, And that's kind of what I've limited it to. Sometimes I put some phytonutrients in my water and I drink that, but (laughs) it doesn't have to be so beat by beat. And I'm not beating myself up if I forget to take my vitamins, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. an easy way for me to ease into my day. And I feel really good about it. But that act of writing something down and getting centered in who I am and what I stand for and what my my what I'm grateful for. And my goals are is incredibly mm-hmm. powerful because it does set the tone for my day. Um, and then as far as my evening routine, it's kind of similar. I don't meditate at night. I take it usually take a bath and then I journal and I listen to some kind of, um, you know, professional development work of some kind, whether it's like, you um, a spiritual thing or a business podcast or a course that i'm doing i listen to that and then i usually take a bath and wind down that way so it's, mm. it's a much less intensive version of what um stricter in morning or nightly routine but it's more about having that framework too so for the days i wake up energized and i'm like ready to take on the world i'm like give me that lemon and the phytonutrients and let me take my vitamins and i'll do the whole thing and i'll exercise for half an hour and then i'll go do my drink green drink i'll do the full routine but that's not every day because right now I feel like I am dealing with a lot of extra stress, um, and other things that I are just coming up on a moment's notice. And so I have to be really real about what I actually can do. So it's all with yeah. grace. But yeah. it, the other thing I do is I, I plan my day the night before. Mm, oh, mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll it. Even now. Yeah. Especially now. <laughs> Especially
0: now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Is there anything, um, so some really good, uh, information on, on what you're doing now. Is there anything that you're not doing now? Like that you're avoiding? Um, you kind of talked about the things that are on your yes list. What's on your no list? And, and just to give some context. So some of the people say, okay, when I roll out of bed, don't scroll over and start looking at the news because that, I realize that that ruins my day or um I'm staying off of social media only at these times or is there something or I'm limiting myself to only two shows a night at Netflix are do you have anything like that that you're like I'm going to stay away from this
1: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not watching a lot of television that's, and that's really hard because my husband is a film producer. So when people say, do you watch a lot of shows? I'm like, we watch all the shows like, <laughs> normally, you know, and uh, right now I've had to, I actually, we have a guest room that's adjacent to our, which is it's a guest room slash office that I'm in right now. And I've been spending a lot of time in here because I don't want to be distracted by um, sometimes my husband thinks like quality time is like, I have to pay, I can't be like typing on my computer. I have to be like really engaged in watching the show with him because that's,
0: part of <laughs> that's his every married <laughs> couple.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I just kind of have to say, that's not what I'm doing. And that's one of the things about the nightly routine. It pulls me away from that. Whereas otherwise, if I wasn't doing that, I would be binge watching Netflix with him like till four in the morning. Like that's just because he loves to watch. He's become, the other thing is he's become like a night owl and a morning person. So he needs like five hours of sleep. So he can watch TV. It, it's crazy. And I'm like, I need eight hours of sleep. So I need to create these parameters for myself. So it's mm-hmm. just like, can, I maybe watch like one hour of television a day if that so I've really really limited to that and that that has been a very conscious choice because uh it's very easy to do you know what I mm-hmm. mean like loves it we have fun together it's one of the things that we bond over because we're both cinephiles but I've had to just put that on pause for now Um, And the other thing is I'm not doing any free work. I've had a lot of, you know, I do some like influencer brand deals and things like that. And I've had a lot of people reach out and want to do things. But for me right now, it's just not an option. And I feel like I could be doing that forever. I do so much when I'm not under this kind of stress to Mm -hmm.
0: help people
1: do three things and go way above and beyond. That Right now, is just not the time for me personally. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people are doing that. And I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But um, I have to be, I have to be pragmatic practical and so for me it's just saying no to anything that isn't you know uh, really like monetizing right now mm-hmm. um, and and that's just that's just the situation that I'm in so yeah and of no. course you know anything I feel like that's not in alignment with my spirit I'm really leaning on my intuition right now I had an experience yesterday the last week where someone had asked me to do something um, to share, a program with my email list. And it was just, it just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? It was like, I, I sometimes, you know, you run so, so fast in your day to life. You're not listening to your instincts. You have a bad feeling, but you don't act on it. And you just do, you give Mm -hmm. and you give the the huge advantage that I'm seeing with this slower time. is just the time to say, let me think about that. It's probably a no, but let me think about that. Mm -hmm. And it's a yes. Like it's in alignment with where I am right now. Then, then I will give that, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to overextend myself, which is is a tendency that I always do. So I'm taking the time to say like, it's a no, unless it's a definite yes.
0: Yeah. Unless it's a hell yes, then it's a no. Yeah. I think that was either Dean Graciosti or Jen and a maker. Anyways, someone else said that that wasn't mine, but, um, I, I love that. If it's not a hell yes, then it's gotta be a no. Um, and it helps us put things more clearly on our yes or no list. And the other thing is right now it's going to look different than it did a month ago. And it's supposed to like our yes, no list is supposed to have changed a lot. Um, yeah. is there, uh, for, and you know, it's funny, we said we were going to do this. We're like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to keep the interview tight and, and we'll, <laughs> and then we run over. That's what we do, Monica. Um, I think we may have lost your video. Hang tight. I think you're coming back. I think you're coming back. That would be kind of funny if that's the way we end it. Like we were talking about that we run over time wise and then Monica just rage quits and leaves pivot me live. Like just first time we've had someone rage quit. Come on, Monica. Um, hopefully we'll get her back on here shortly, but, um, so many great points about both, um, giving yourself grace during this time. Um, especially from a business owner who's what, 70% of her business. I mean, that's a substantial portion of your revenue, um, has, uh, has, has gone away or at least is paused. We'll say paused, um, talk about a time to pivot, but she continues to do it, um, with strength and grace and, and all the things that Monica does when she navigates, um, both good times and bad. So I think we still have lost her, um, um, so we're going to hop off, but we'll leave the recording in. Um, for those who are, who are listening, um, we're going to put it on the usual site, um, pivot me.com backslash. We we're now using backslash interviews. It's a little bit easier. Um, and we'll feature all of the live interviews there. Um, and we'll turn the audio into a proper podcast, but for now, for those that are, Struggling for those that are in a tough place with their business or even in their personal life. Just know that w- what we were referencing earlier, that out of out of those struggles often does come brilliant creativity and business ideas or ways to pivot your existing business into whole nother um, revenue streams. This it's tough for us to see it clearly because we're looking through this tiny pinhole of what's going on right now. But try to, try to pan out, try to see the larger picture of there will be opportunity in this time. There is already opportunity in this time. Like Monica was mentioning, um, opportunity through, um, knowledge based businesses, digital courses or, or virtual speaking, things like that. There are still opportunities even in this time. So make sure we train our eye to look for the opportunity, um, because what's not working is available. The doors that have shut, we can absolutely spend our time looking at those. Um, I think we've, it's weird. It says we we got Monica back in, but I don't know. Monica, I don't know. We can't hear you, but you're back. Are you back? Sorry. No, no worries. No worries. I would love that. We were just wrapping up and saying, um, well, we were talking about the opportunities that still exist, but Monica, what I would love if we still have you, because you look a little pixelated. So we'll give it a second. We might, we might lose Monica, but what we really want to hear is Monica has given us some great information and we want to hear how to help um, either Monica out directly or, or your business. Um, if there's something that we can do for Simply Space, whether it's related to your service-based business or, um, the book, we're going to drop the links in for your book on that. Um, for those who are ready to take it upon themselves and think about it, um, think about their lives and their, their, um, their homes in the same way that a personal, uh, um, a professional organizer would do. Monica's got great insight. In fact, I've got her book sitting on my shelf right now. So it looks like we lost you again, Monica. I'm going to try. You. Are you there?
1: Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
0: We got it. We, I wanted to hear how we can support you before, the um, broadband gods kick us off again. Um, how do we support you and your business during this time?
1: That's so sweet. Well, you can buy my book. I'm sure everybody has a, a, um, a disorganized friend who needs a little bit of insight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's really, I mean, truly the book is a how to guide. So it's, it's teaching you the things that I use in my business every day. So, and and I do kind of equate some of the physical to the emotional. There's a little bit of that um, in the book. Um, so, so obviously, you know, especially if you're at home and feeling overwhelmed by clutter, that's one thing for sure that um, I believe can help. Um, and the second thing is, you know, just maybe follow on Facebook, um, follow on Instagram. I, I, i am launching we actually just launched our archival boxes yesterday i'm very excited um yeah it's really cool they're they're you know archival quality and we're this is something that i you know it doesn't really exist anywhere else in the world so i know a lot of people are home right now and actually i've that's kind of why we pushed the launch of these is because Mm -hmm. we knew that um, people are home organizing their photos right now so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the one thing that we're focused on and then you know, eventually we'll have some better resources. Probably in the next couple of months, um, I'm going to be starting a mastermind, so it's on the website. But we do have lots of inspirational tips over on Instagram, so follow along there as well.
0: Absolutely. Is um, just as a closing statement. Any uh, words of advice that you have for the business owners that are listening? That'll listen um, via the the Pivot Me podcast, or even just people in general. Words of advice um, during this season.
1: Yeah, I think that the big, the greatest advice that I've gotten that's really resonated with me has been get back in alignment with your vision. You know, because mm-hmm. we try to focus so much on our goals, and our goals are not necessarily the same goals today that we had yesterday. I mean, I started. You should see my vision board right here. It's like all the goals that I was going to accomplish this year. You know, it's like everything. But, but, but the the goals are changing, and so I think. The thing we can do right now is really get clear about the vision because the vision shouldn't change based on the goals that you have, right? The vision mm-hmm. for me is, you know, building a team that I can provide jobs for. It's helping mm-hmm. people clear the clutter in their lives, you know, it's helping people grow into the the long-term goals to help them grow into our vision is to help people grow into the best version of themselves that they possibly can by clearing all this clutter and the, the lack of clarity that they have in their lives to get there. So for me, the vision is the same, even though the goals are shifting. And I think mm. people are like, oh, I had these great goals, but now I can't achieve that. I've spent, you know, all Q1 working towards this goal and now it's all gone away. Well, the vision is still there. And so we mm. can get clear on that vision. Um, there's a great book I just bought. I've been looking forward to reading <clears throat> by Michael Hyatt called The Vision. I think it's called The Vision Driven Leader. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm excited to read that because I feel like even for me, I really need to just get back in alignment with that. Cause that's, what's going to help me get through everything that's going on right now.
0: Yeah. That is such good advice. Um, get back in alignment with your vision. I love it
1: Well, you're uh, for your house as well, because your home, that's my other message, right? is like your home can support you to live that vision. So while you're home, think about the ways in which you can uh use your home and 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 set up your home in a way that supports you to live the life you want to live. What what around you in your environment is not serving the the life that you want to live and ask yourself that question. You know, I think it's very powerful.
0: Wow. I've got to reflect on that in my own home. (laughs) Every time we have this conversation, I want to go back and reorganize my home, Monica. It's a it's amazing because I think about what is it saying about you and what is your space saying about you and is it is it supporting um, who you were, or is it supporting who you're about to become? Wow, right. oh, that's that's really good.
1: With grace, right? Like, yes. I used to live in a dump, so like, and it's only taken me this time, you know. Now, I, I that's the thing. It's like you have to get you have to get there in your own way. There's no judgment yes. around it. It's for you. It's not for anybody else.
0: Absolutely. Oh, such such good advice. Thank you so much for for coming on and sharing your time with us and um, giving your insight. It was amazing. And I I can't wait to see how, how you pivot your business and how you, um, you know, expand beyond just, you know, services and you already have expanded with the book and, and now the launch of the, um, on the archival boxes. Um, I I'm excited to see all the ways that you end up, uh, expanding your business.
1: Thank you so very much, April. You're the best. Oh,
0: thank you.